1: my rewards tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.
0: What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, it is January 8th, 2022. This is Fightful's post show for AEW Battle of the Belts brought to you by manscaped.com. Code Fightful go over there, check them out. Show them some love. Let them know that you heard about them from us. Also, athleticgreens.com/fightful. Love them. They are our uh, top sponsor, so uh, show them some love too even if it's tweeting them, letting them know you heard about them from us. We got Alex Palowski here. Alex, how you doing?
2: Uh good. I'm 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 ready to speculate wildly on on what we could do with the Codyverse now that there's two TNT titles. <laughs>
0: Well, uh Robert DeFelice is also here. Robert's a busy night tonight. We got Impact Hard to Kill. Don't worry, guys, if you're watching live, uh, Denise Salcedo and Steven Jensen will be live uh right after that show. I'll be feeding them some exclusive information as well. Uh lots of stuff going on there. Robert, how you doing?
3: Doing pretty good, you know. Very interested in the wild speculation for the Cody verse. And uh it's a good night of wrestling. Good night. Well, to wrestling.
0: Let's get right into that, guys. Leave a thumbs up on this video. First, uh one-hour special, which was quite interesting. The fact that they even said, let's do a one-hour special. Three title matches. I mean, some things switched up and changed as Cody uh, was sidelined with COVID. Dustin Rhodes stepped in, and they announced that it would be for an interim TNT title. Now, a lot of people in wrestling are like, what the hell is that? Uh, if you cover MMA, it is... Fairly, it's way too common. Just like if somebody sneezes and Dana White doesn't like the way that they sneeze, interim title, interim title time. Uh but TNT championship interim title match. Sammy Guevara does defeat Dustin Rhodes. I mean, the action in this match was incredible. However, yeah. at no point in my fandom will I ever be convinced that a Canadian destroyer through a table should not be the finish. Alex uh, how did you feel about this match itself
2: um uh i i really loved it this is this to me was dustin's best match in AEW since since, since the Cody Rhodes match like that's that's going along like he, i i loved that he fooled me into thinking uh, uh dustin doesn't have it anymore cuz the first <laughs> 5 minutes was just him like waiting in the corner trying to catch his breath and Sammy, you know, healing it up for a chance. Yes. Like I was like, oh, that's the Sammy that I fell in love with. The heel that is fun to like go, hey, Sammy, stop being such a smarmy asshole. Like, I, I thought it was interesting to have Sammy work heel in this match. Um, but I, I thought that Dustin then all of a sudden turned it on, was hitting Canadian destroyers left and right. Um, uh he he I think he throws a better crossroads than his brother. Um, he kicks kicks out of a GTH. Like it was it honestly, it, this was Dustin Rhodes match and Sammy also looked great in it which is kind of an interesting way of putting it but um but I I really uh thought this match was was excellent Sammy since he became the TNT champion the first time uh, has had nothing but great matches and yet I still feel along with a lot of other people that his reign has been kind of lackluster because they haven't given him a story as part of it and now I think that's changing and that's good
0: And if this would have went the other way and Dustin would have won, I think I could have been very interested in that with Cody Rhodes being the person that challenged him as well. Uh, I I was with you, Alex, the first five minutes. I was like, Oh no, is this the end of Dustin Rhodes? (laughs) No, he sold, he sold me a ticket. He was just selling me a ticket and he was playing the old man that he will never be. Uh, It's just, I, I love it. I first saw this guy on Royal rumble 1990 on a VHS tape. Wrestling against Virgil and Ted DiBiase, I'm sure I saw it years later, but that was the first thing of him that I saw. Uh, Robert, my God, this guy is is miraculous. Brent Lockman yeah. says, "Crazy that Dustin's been wrestling for longer than Sammy's been alive." Love that they leaned into that. And Brent, we will address this next, the second part afterwards. But Robert, so, your thoughts on Dustin?
3: Dustin Rhodes is just casually. This man used to do a heart punch for a finish, and now he's just <laughs> casually doing apron canadian destroyers through tables it's fantastic i'm not crazy about sammy just kicking out of that i'm not crazy about sammy kicking out of a cradle pile driver on the floor two crossroads hopping right back up yeah i'm not not big of that i could do without that but i think dustin still has a run in him and i hope it's a tag title run with his brother because there is something there to that cody verse and i think a lot of it can be unlocked through dustin
0: yeah, it. I can forgive a lot of the the kickouts and stuff a lot more when the match is so freaking good, and that's yeah. that's the situation here. Um, I'll always be a stickler for like psychology and stuff like that. And I mean, I, I am now the old guy that used to say, "Wish the DDT always pinned somebody." <laughs> I am now that guy, but with a flipping pile driver in this situation, off an apron through a
2: table. Right. I think that the, the 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 way that they get me uh, to buy into it is the fact that it's off the apron, through a table, onto the floor, and you can't pin him on the floor. Exactly. So both guys are selling the move for long enough that when he finally rolls him into the, into the ring, I believe maybe he could kick out of it. But they still sell me a ticket on those near falls.
0: And Dustin kicked out of the GTH as well. Yes. Which I was at that point. I thought he was winning the match. I yeah. thought Dustin was winning.
2: The I, match. I did too. when that, that kick out. Yeah. Brandon uh, says,
3: for, it's like good for him, but if he was going to lose anyway, you didn't need to kick out. of yeah, That's, BTS, that's, that's right. true. If he was going to lose anyway,
2: don't, don't, don't ruin that, that finisher
3: reminder guys, leave a thumbs up. It helps us
0: a lot. Share this uh, video. We had a ton of interviews this week. Steve Macklin, Braun breaker, the new NXT champion, Chelsea uh, green and Gail Kim collectively, uh, those two promoting Hard to Kill, which is going on right now. Also, send in a Super Chat. If you want your question or statement read right on the air, you can do that here at youtube.com slash Fightful. But you can also do that at humperchats.com. That's the uh, most direct way to do that. We'll tell you how to support us a little bit more later. Uh, Cyclops says, not winning with a DDT or power bomb grinds my gears. They don't make them like they used to, Cyclops. Although... I do like Jake Roberts approach. Jake Roberts was asked does that upset you? And he said no, it makes mine look even more badass the way that I the way that I've explained it on yeah. numerous podcasts with you Alex is yeah. if you and I throw a head kick at somebody it's not yeah. probably not going to knock them out. If no. Mirko Krokop of Pride yes. FC fame does it, well the old saying was left leg hospital right leg cemetery <laughs> like that was that it's gonna finish you To me it can be about who does it but there are some situations like Montez Ford, like all due respect to Sasha Banks and Kevin Owens and Dominic Mysterio. There are other ways to pay homage to Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. That's Montez's now. Like that's his, like I would move away from it. So Jake and Ader says the show is fine, but nothing too special. I would agree with that. Valab says Dustin makes selling an art form. He just makes wrestling an art form. And I love the, the idea of him being AEW's Ed Harris from Major League, like he's got Vaseline on his shoulder, he's got Crisco throwing anything he can, but that's that's not where he is yet because he's busting out Canadian destroyers off the apron. He's yep. throwing 101 mile an hour heaters when he should be throwing junk balls at this stage, and it's amazing, amazing. Shot Kid Twenty Nine says fun show overall. Dustin is actually inhuman. And it ended just in time to catch the start of Josh, Alexander, and Jonah. Pretty good wrestling tonight. Buddy, that first hour of Hard to Kill was real. Was, yeah. Woo! It was uh, good. I, I,
3: Robert, we, that's completely separating it from the pre-show, too. Yeah, I would not have put this AEW show. And AEW shows are great. But that one-hour show, that first hour of Hard to Kill, was pretty easy to uh, trump this show.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Brandon says, what was so special about TNT's first special was a glorified episode of rampage used to set up stuff for Wednesday.
3: Yeah. Quite Uh, frankly.
2: Yeah. Like I, I think they need to figure out a way to time it out from here on out. Every time they do one of these, the main event is the AEW title because it felt really, really weird. Not having that being a part of your battle of the belts Mm -hmm. first ever live special on TNT. So from here on out, you got to time it out so that that, so that the belt gets defended on your live specials. Mark Losper,
0: Sorry. Mark Lospers says no respect should be paid to Dominic Mysterio.
1: Well, (laughs) Fair enough. But
3: look, I don't think the belt needs to be defended at everyone, but I think considering you had a banger TBS debut title match that could have been saved for this live special since it was live and you could have had, many other things anchor that TBS show. Chris Rain says, I was actually hoping for
0: a Dustin win there as I think the story is better. Don't know how Fuego could betray his dad like that. Fuego made an appearance. I just like seeing him on TV. I mean, they signed him and he hasn't been on TV much lately. And there was a pedigree tease at the end, which is funny because technically it's not really a pedigree tease. It's a double underhook pile driver tease, but they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And Dustin teased it and Sammy uh sammy turned it around uh mark says cody's pedigree teases have rubbed off on dustin which is kind of an unintended benefit i love it it should uh chris says great to see the gang is all here well it's great to see you here we hope you guys will join uh denise and steven and if something un insane happens i'm sure i'll pop in as well um right after hard to kill chris rain says that was my one complaint with the match i love a destroyer through the table should have won it I am with you, but I also very much agree with Alex's point. I, I, that you get time to recover on that.
3: You know Mark, what though? This is the second time this week that somebody has just randomly come from nowhere and said, I know my friend needs to use a table. I'm going to have my friend use a table and it backfires. Nope. And also why is Fuego under the ring? They gave him a contract a couple months ago. He could just be in the back.
0: Uh- <laughs> not, not only that it happened again tonight, Robert yeah. with the table. Yeah. yeah. Two matches tonight. Mark says, damn, you fightful. I'm supposed to be writing music, Mal. Good good opener. Not a giant fan of the roll-up battle for the finish, but an enjoyable match overall. Well, afterwards, Daniel Garcia comes out. And um, I don't know if there's a person that I just believe wants to fight everybody as much as Daniel Garcia. And that includes the guy he's been feuding with, Eddie Kingston. And that's quite the compliment there, Robert. Uh, Every time that Daniel Garcia gets in somebody's face, I'm like, damn, I I really
3: believe he wants to fight them. Daniel Garcia is the wrestler that the TNT championship was made for. I don't care if it's interim or the undisputed. It's, It's his belt. He needs to beat Sammy. He can beat Cody for all I care. This guy belongs at the top of this company, and he needs to get there quicker than later.
0: Well, we had, I, I'm ready for that. I, I love the idea of Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Daniel stepping out,
2: and, and Sammy is, is going to be great. And I love the idea of Sammy just being like, well, I'm a, TR, I'm a TNT champ now. And like that being a point of contention with, with Cody, well, well, as long as Cody is gone, I mean, if Cody's going to be back on Wednesday, it feels kind of weird for Sammy to, to be defending the belt against Daniel Garcia. Mm. But if you can keep Cody off TV for a while, when he shows up, it's like, you've been defending my belt while I've been gone against Daniel Garcia and then whoever else he's going to do it these next few weeks. That's interesting, too. I agree with you. Daniel Garcia doesn't just have a chip on his shoulder. He's got a whole Costco-sized bag of Cool Range Doritos <laughs> up there, and he is angry at everybody. I love it.
0: Vatlov says, Daniel Garcia came out to nuzzle Sammy like the pop that he is. <laughs> And Shauna says, "Major League Ed Harris appreciation chat. You guys keep it up. I think junk ball pitcher is yeah. a great gimmick for somebody. Eventually, uh, banana peel win guy, where he goes on like a a thirty match win streak by people just like tearing up their knee as they walk into the ring. Like I think there's something real good there." Deuce says, "Saw a lot of people have an issue with the length of the show. One hour is perfect for a Saturday night special like this up against NFL. In my opinion, well, especially their demographic up against." impact hard to kill and like as we do this show we are up against josh alexander and mm-hmm. jonah which is on my screen right over here mine too like it's
2: it's it's stiff competition like this is I, it's, it's a really good night of programming i do think it's very funny though that the 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 the, the un programming that tnt had on right after this is a showing of the meg a giant shark oh, movie. so bad can't move that can't move that guys can't give you two hours we gotta start the meg right at 8 p.m central time
0: you know it's so funny that i saw people saying well now that they're on tbs aew has a lead-in from the big bang theory reruns which is valid unfortunately <laughs> because for some reason people ever watch that but they still watch it yeah. and it's just wild to go yeah, you're right. That's a good lead-in from the Big Bang Theory reruns from seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, Mark Losper versus Kingston versus Janela is happening at the moment. Really wish that was on television. Well, right now, uh, we're going to talk about Matt Seidel versus Ricky Starks, which was on television. Uh, Matt Seidel, who helped out Dante Martin an awful lot. But I-, I love that this has layers, because Dante's no longer like Matt Seidel's buddy, but Ricky Starks knows that Dante Martin is a respectable guy and knows that he cares about Matt Seidel. Ricky Starks is just so good. Like he is, he is a pillar that nobody is talking about with the four pillars, but they have like five or six guys that you can just look at and say one day, one day that'll be them. And they've never been that guy anywhere else. Um, Robert, I just freaking love Ricky Starks. And um, he's I. Yeah,
3: he's everything you could want in a professional wrestler. He is the gem that the Cody Open Challenges found. And I mean, that's including Kingston because Kingston was waiting to happen. But Ricky Starks needed to happen on live TV.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
3: Kingston is a smash success. He can happen a lot of other places though. Ricky Starks needs to be on television.
0: Uh, I I just love Ricky Starks work. He got the win here. We knew he was going to get the win. Lee Moriarty and Dante make the save. And I just love that Dante clotheslines Ricky and says to hell with you. I'm going right to Will Hobbs. That was funny to me because Ricky's going to see that as a huge sign of disrespect, Alex.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, it, 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 it absolutely is. It, b- it builds to, uh, right up to, to, to Dynamite, to the to the Will Hobbs and Dante Martin match, which should be great. But I also love about this this whole match is that Ricky even brought it up, I think, in doing his promo, uh, was that it took Dante Martin three times to beat Matt Seidel. Yes. I'm going to do it on the first try. So uh, I thought that was cool too. Um, really love uh, this Dante Martin and, and versus uh, Team Taz thing that they're doing. And yet, it still feels like a weird story beat of, I'm going to sign with Team Taz, Leo Rush going, what's happening? You eliminated him from the Battle Royal. And apparently, somewhere on YouTube, there's a promo cut by Leo and Dante where they're like, hey, our plan worked perfectly. But they never showed it on Dynamite or Rampage. So anybody who doesn't watch the YouTubes doesn't know what all that is. I This story had so much legs to it. And I feel like they... Did it a disservice by not actually jumping into it, but I am really excited for going forward. Let's hope that changes. Are
0: we all in agreement that eventually Hook feuds with a jealous Ricky Stark yes. for the FTW title? Like that's got to be it. Like yes, it's Ricky Stark sees Hook as the shiny new toy, and it's like he's not the shiny new toy. Taz has been planning this from from day one of his birth right. to eventually crown him the FTW
3: champion. I mean, um, literally, this belt is meaningless outside of in the hands of Hook because it is his literal birthright. He is a yeah. person who needs that belt. I don't know if he has to beat Starks. I wouldn't mind saying, you know, a Moriarty beat Starks just to have that Hook-Moriarty feud over that title because you can anchor a show with that title. But a Jealous Starks doesn't sound too bad either.
2: I like Jealous Starks uh, t- turning, like, like, you know, being upset about... Our, our shiny new puppy, um, uh, Hook, and then basically having to, Hobbs having to choose between Starks and what is left of Team Taz, which is now just Taz and Hook, and Hobbs being there in the middle and figuring out if he's going to turn heel with, with Starks or be this awesome bodyguard for the kid, Hook, who doesn't really need a bodyguard, but it'd be kind of cool to have Ta- Ta- Hobbs walk him out to the ring every time.
0: Rh says Matt Sydal's a goddamn beast. That he is. Yeah, he is. Sweet Monkey Tuesday says, "Is Cody going to be fu- be away for his other TV work? Any isolating if he does have COVID? Sammy looks like he's moving on, and it's bizarre to have an interim title match when someone's been out two days. Yeah, you're supposed to lose and leave. Maybe. Um, yeah, I do think it's weird, but I mean, they replaced it for Battle of the Belts. But I mean, they could have just done a different match too. Like they, they could have done a lot of different things. I think."
2: Yeah, they could have done a lot of things. I I I don't I don't know who's number 1 contender for the tag titles. I know they were just one on Wednesday, but you could have done that as, as in this position instead of if if Cody's going to be back by Wednesday or even a well, week from Wednesday, you could do that Cody versus Sammy match like you wanted to.
3: Cody is being very vague. He's saying he'll take as much time as he needs because they believe it's a family member that contracted COVID. So there's no guarantee of when he'll be back. I do think in regards to his other TV work that all of the go big stuff is already filmed.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're running previews of it already. Slaps88 says, in my opinion, Starks is a contender for fifth pillar of AEW. Hope the Raiders win this Saturday just for, just win, baby. And then uh, Alicia says, of the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. Yes, they are. I sure hope so. But uh, I, think, I think sixth pillar, sure, because Britt's got to be there. Volob says throwing it out here now and I'll throw it out there again, but Josh Alexander is awesome. Yes. He yeah, and Jonah kicked ass mm. buddy. Uh, Jay blood says silence for Lee's run in. Cause they took him off TV and never mentioned him since the punk match. Yep. They got to do better at keeping these people on TV yeah. or like, give me a one minute, just montage. What happened on dark this week? What happened on elevation? Just quick, like finisher pin yep. raise hand, finisher pin raise hand. Yeah. Cameron says, guys, I know they're interim belts in MMA, but in wrestling, I never heard of it, which I think is an interesting concept. What do you think? Uh, I've heard of it. I mean, I, I feel, I can't remember who else did it recently, but I feel like somebody else had done it over the past couple of years. I, I don't mind it at all. Well, we had Britt Baker, DMD, retain over Riho. I'll say this. I love Riho's selling. I don't necessarily like her offense. Yeah. Like her pins specifically, like, I'll see her table her pins. And what that means in, in wrestling and catch wrestling is you want to put your weight across somebody's shoulders instead of tabling. You don't want to put hand, hand knee, knee. Cause then it doesn't look good when somebody kicks out your, your weight's not across that. That happens with Riho a whole lot, but then she takes curb stumps and I'm like, well, how is she going to take this move? She's standing. And then I see her spike herself on the top of her head and I go, Oh, there, there were a few times it was like out of place like they, they were a little half a step off here but the pins did take me out of it just because again her weight was not on the shoulders um
2: what do you think of this match alex um i thought that, it, that most of what i was doing was uh, honestly was was uh being intrigued by when they're doing this breakup angle between uh, jamie jamie hater and britt because I was just like, just give me to that. I want to watch that. Like that's really intriguing mm-hmm.
0: to me. Um, I'd like Jamie to win, though. Some well, I matches. mean, that, that's the yeah. thing.
2: Well, yeah, Jamie should win some matches leading up to it, I suppose. But I mean, I, this 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 was very intriguing to me of her insisting that Britt get herself disqualified because yeah. it doesn't matter if you get yourself disqualified you don't lose the title. So let's just hit this, this bitch with a, with a table, put her to a table, hit her with the belt and let's leave. I want to go someplace else. I thought it was a really interesting thing for your henchwoman to do because it kind of makes sense in her mind. Um, but, uh, but always being thwarted was interesting. I, I agree with you. Rio's amazing at selling. I don't, I don't know why I don't, I don't, I can't buy a lot of her offense. I think her crucifix bomb looks amazing always, but a lot of her stuff doesn't, doesn't quite uh, doesn't make a lot of sense to me but i thought i thought this match with her selling most of it was great uh and, and brit has gotten better and better and better and i i honestly wouldn't have minded if that curb stomp which wasn't even a curb stomp because it was like a like yeah. leaping stomp from like i don't know the top of a, of a kitchen counter like that's how high she was up when she when she went down Ah, oh, it was great
0: there was a spot where jamie hater slid the table out, Robert, and Riho runs up the table and cracks Jamie. I like that spot a lot, and there's not a lot of people that they can do that spot with. That is playing Riho's size to her advantage. I thought that was a really smart thing to do.
3: Right, like, Riho has good offense. It's just, there's something about it where there's a lack of believability, and I think that probably is lost in translation, maybe because of the different styles, But I'm with you guys. I don't necessarily believe it. I do want to see Jamie Heater get some wins because this is very clear. This is all about let's just get to Britt and Jamie. And it's like you haven't really established Jamie. She's Brit's heater. But who is she? She hasn't really won anything. If she's winning on Dark, as we've said three times already, you got to show us more of that because there is a disconnect because people don't want to watch an additional two hours of wrestling every week because there's already so much. I just think that this show in general needed a bigger angle. And it seemed like this was a stopgap instead of a special.
0: Uh, I loved the dragon suplex counter so that was between cool. Riho and Britt. That was fantastic. Oh, and that run, was good. Running
2: up the table was a cool, very in, in, ingenious yeah. spot, though. And, however, I was honestly worried about that table landing on Jamie's Shin. Like that must've hurt like a mother
0: guys. We're heading down the home stretch. Get in your super chats and your Humper chats. Brent Lockman says just assuming hater is going to cause rebel to suffer an accident sooner than later. Well, <laughs> Rio stomped rebels ass out. Yeah. The apron <laughs> Aimed right for the ass cheeks. Unreal. Uh, Nate says, as SRS would say, buddy, that main event humps. I I wouldn't go that far. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was good. I think that it happened. I think there are reasons why the two may have been a little bit uh, off, which uh, we'll see about. R26 says, Riho had another great showing. She's much better than a lot of people want to give her credit for. Again, I think her selling's good. I think some of her spots are good. There are some fundamental things that I don't think are great, and maybe I just don't seem to see the chemistry there either. Uh, Chris rain says, I'm happy. They're done with the, the Brit can't beat Reho storyline. I've never been able to get into a Reho match except for Serena Deeb. I look forward to what is next for Brit. So another, I'll tell you a situation. I did like Riho's uh, Reho's offense in, uh, when she had, I think it was a single crab and she leaned all the oh, way that back. Was, that
2: was great. That was great.
0: Oh, that was good. And that is again, one of those situations where one, she used her size to her advantage. And she, she did something that almost nobody else can do because of that. Because with a lot of other people, that could have possibly hurt your opponent. R26 says, I'm likely in the minority, but Britt's reign has been very stale and boring, especially since the Ruby defense. Wish they would hurry up and get to the next champion instead of dragging out till double or nothing to give her a year-long reign. I don't think giving her a year-long reign has anything to do with it. I think it is establish the TBS title and then you go to Thunder Rosa Britt Baker too. That is the de- that is the defining part of this title run, and unfortunately, there weren't enough other women that were were built up as top people. I thought Ruby in in the short term was was okay, though.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think Ruby, go ahead. go ahead. You in? I know Ruby is great because she can tell stories. She's been in WWE where they emphasize that a little more. A lot of the women here are just well, I'm number one on the rankings, so let's just run this match. Let's just run this match. Brit needs a story. She's got one organically in that she's headlined Dynamite. She's headlined Rampage. She's headlined Battle of the Belts. All she needs now is a pay-per-view, and that's got to be with Rosa, and it's got to be where she loses.
0: Alicia Ellis says, wonder when the Tony Neese hook match is going to happen. Do you see that as Hook's first big match? No, because I don't think anybody really believes that Tony Neese is going to beat Hook. The Cody ca- match
3: will be the big match.
0: There you go. I-, I think the first big Hook match will be him against somebody else who probably hasn't been beaten yet.
2: I mean, I don't think it's going to be a big match, but it's not going to be a squash. Yeah. Tony niece is not going to get, sure. like, like it's going to be like a 10, 12-minute match as opposed mm-hmm. to Hook taking something, shrugging it off, putting you in a crazy hold, throwing you on your head, and then choking you out. It's going to be an actual match, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I don't care if if Hook has a big match or or, or loses. I just wanted to see him have, have an actual match where they actually book him have a back and forth and i think tony niche is the perfect guy to do that
0: uh this isn't a super chat but i want to point this out peter davy says issue is they give brit promos and feuds and not her challengers yeah i agree with that an, an awful lot uh daniel says rosa and baker needs a main event a pay-per-view yes i agree with that too if they main evented revolution yes. i would be completely fine with it that. all
2: depends on what who they give hangman to face yeah. if it's hangman Cole, that's going to be a tough sell of course but if it's like if it's like a random uh heel or if like if it's hangman versus miro, that could be a great match in the middle of the card. Sure. You could you could main event with with Thunder and, and, and Brit.
0: Volob says, for me a big hook match is one where they do it live. I think that'll be a squash, his first one. It'll be like one move and done. And Mark Lasper wraps this up and says, unintended dig. AEW finds out Cody is out and they book an interim title match. WWE finds Roman is out and rips up the entire WrestleMania season of booking <laughs> and declares the brand's flight useless. <laughs>
2: It's, it's, and it's, it's tr- and true. It's like the
0: second time over the past four <laughs> months they've done it. Uh <laughs> Alex, uh, you've got sour graps tonight on FightfulSelect.com. Yes. Uh before I, I kick it over to you, we've got news on impact, hard to kills, main event, Mickey James versus Deanna Parazzo. Uh behind the scenes news on that on fightfulselect.com. We've got news on uh who produced Raw and SmackDown matches this week, an MLW HBO collect connection. We have news on Sasha Banks's injury and the creative behind it. We had a rumor killer on Becky Lynch and the man trademark yesterday, a bunch on Kyrie Sane and WWE, Qatar Pro Wrestling signing a bunch of big names for their tour. We had a figure hall, we had a news show. We have all kinds of stuff. This is the last two days. That's even completely separate than the huge reports I did on Samoa Joe's release and WWE releasing a bunch of NXT uh coaches fightfulselect.com go subscribe alex tell the people about it
2: uh yeah you can find me uh right right basically right now in like uh, 19 minutes <laughs> starting at the top of the hour i'm going to go live uh on Fightful select talking about smackdown from last night should be a quick show because smackdown is was just a just an episode of smackdown with with the main event, which was a rematch of a rematch of a rematch of a rematch of a rematch, mm-hmm. um, and then also on Raw, uh, I'll talk about that Monday nights, and then on Tuesdays, me and Kate Hensler have way, way, way too much fun talking about a show that none of us really understand. NXT 2.0 after party every uh, every Tuesday on uh, on the Fightful YouTube's. You can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps.
3: Yeah, I gotta Robert. start having that much fun because I'm just around helping write up the news every single day of the week. I don't have that much fun with NXT 2.0, <laughs> but maybe I should. And you can follow me everywhere I do, please. Guys,
0: thank you all so much. Again, we are on podcast platforms everywhere, but fightfulselect.com that's the best way to support us. If you're watching live, Denise and Steven will be live right after Hard to Kill. And this show is a banger right now, guys. This show is uh, really, really good. Until next time,
1: we're out